0: is Irish Illustrated Insider. I'm Tim Priestler with Tim O'Malley from Irish Illustrated. Joining us, Pete Sampson from The Athletic, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech this weekend. The Fighting Irish are about a three-touchdown favorite in Atlanta, Bobby Dodd Stadium. Uh, Moved there after the uh, pandemic hit away from the NFL Stadium, which is causing O'Malley great distress Come on, <laughs> we, we love our we love our nfl stadiums i was in one last week at, at at pittsburgh it's always nice to go to those but uh be that as it may we will have notre dame georgia tech at bobby dodd stadium and um we spoke with brian kelly earlier today the injury situation is good all things considered not so much for Braden lindsey who will definitely miss the first or i should say the next two weeks including clemson and then after that Uh, We'll see. But otherwise a a clean bill of health about the same uh, procedure for travel this weekend. Uh, Other than they'll, they'll, uh, they have a hotel big enough where they can actually have dinner there, but it will be something similar in and out. And it seemed to work well for the players last week. And we'll see how it works this week at Georgia tech.
1: It's I wouldn't change a thing. If you, if you play like that and everything, (laughs) everything goes well, you stick with it back to back weeks. We just joked that the, uh, disinterest if that is the correct word yeah probably disinterest if they were playing at home I think it's good they're on the road for a uh we always joke about that but there'll be a better atmosphere on the road at, with uh, the black watch jerseys they get to see some uh, at least these are not made up contrived jerseys they decided to put together on Thursday afternoon at practice like Pittsburgh apparently did but uh oh, Georgia Tech will be up for it and you just want to see Notre Dame continue to play like that whether it's 45 to 10 or 38 to 10 or Thirty to nothing, right? You just want to see the similar uh, similar approach to the game.
2: I, you know, I'm not sure. I would assume Georgia Tech will be up for it. I don't, uh, you know, they weren't up for it against Clemson. You mean oh, having,
0: having having given <laughs> just... up 121 points in the last two weeks? Yeah, I just, I
2: just don't think Georgia Tech is that good. Um, you know, in the whole, you know, it's. Teams that say we always get our best shot when they play us are teams that don't blow teams out. Notre Dame might be a team that's blowing people out. Like Pittsburgh didn't give Notre Dame their best shot.
1: They were shot too. They were spent. You could that seven games in a row was not a favor to Pittsburgh in the way they they had, they lost two by a point too. And that's, they did, they did look, they look spent with a backup quarterback and bad coaching. And
2: now Georgia Tech has a freshman (laughs) quarterback and like better coaching, but You know, we're not talking about the next big thing here in Jeff Collins. Um, and he's got just such a major rebuild. They're not great, really, certainly on the offensive line, they're not great. You're starting a true freshman quarterback. I just that's not a formula for for stressing Notre Dame at all, especially yeah. with Clark Lee running the defense
0: i'm I'm not sure that I completely agree with you on Jeff Collins. I think he's made a pretty big difference in a short period of time uh, taking over a situation with the triple option. but I hear what you're saying. I mean, I I do think that they have, you know, I think Jeff Sims has a chance to be a a, a pretty darn good quarterback, but he's thrown 10 interceptions and he's prone to making mistakes. He's fumbled. He's lost three fumbles. He's accounted for most of their turnovers. I really like, have you guys seen Jameer Gibbs? I mean, I really like that. That young running back. He's, he's got a bunch of ability. He's the kind of guy that if you, if he's unimpeded for the first five or eight yards, he's going to get 28 on you. He is really, really quick. They've got a handful of receivers that can do some good things. I think they have a handful of defensive players individually that can do some good things. But collectively, I said this, I I, I texted this out to you guys. The width of the field, I had to look it up today. It's the width of the football <laughs> field it. is 53 and a half yards. When you watch Georgia Tech's defense play, you'd swear that it's 65 yards because they are <laughs> spread out. They are spread out and they are getting gashed in that secondary, eighteen touchdown passes, I realize the large segment of those came from the the golden arm of Trevor Lawrence. but it's like you know, okay, well, they scored seventy three Well, they would still be even if they didn't play Clemson, they'd still be seventy six in the country in scoring defense. They're not very good on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, they like to mix their coverages, but when they go in man coverage and the quarterback takes off or that or something's dumped on dumped underneath. They don't turn their backs. They don't get to the football. And that football field looks awfully wide when the Georgia tech defense is on the field.
2: I was going to say this on Jameer Gibbs for people that don't follow recruiting closely outside of Notre Dame, he was six slots lower in the 24 seven composite than Chris Tyree. So this is not, this isn't some like try hard three star back that nobody's no, ever good. heard of. This is a big time prospect to, you know, this is the rebuild that Jeff Collins has decided to take on. I think it's smart. Like, Go with a big-time freshman quarterback and a big-time freshman running back, and then a year from now or a year and a half from now, you might really have something. But yeah. it's a, it, there's just a teardown. What he's yeah, doing, right? no,
0: I, yeah, oh, and I, yeah. I mean, and and they yeah. you know they beat they beat Miami last year, and I you know Miami being up and down, I you know I get it, but uh, I, I think that was more they won two conference games last year. Mm-hmm. NC State was the other one, and a down year for NC State, but I think that they made a little bit more progress than they anticipated no Gibbs was the number 76 rated player in the country 24 7 sports and Jeff Sims is a four-star quarterback and you can see I mean you can see why he is and they've they you know they've got Georgia Tech is the most experienced had the most experienced team on Notre Dame schedule early schedule and the revamped one of anybody you know on Notre Dame slate so um you know, David Curry, their linebacker is around the ball a lot. I think he plays pretty upright uh, for a linebacker. But, uh, but, you know, he's a good player because they have a couple defensive ends that, that play well, although, although their team sack total doesn't necessarily show that. Um, but now they're 121 points in the last two weeks, not just the 73 to Clemson, but 48 to Boston College last week.
1: Yeah, they have a lot of issues, and I think when you mentioned they have a couple players, that's the one thing I've really grown to appreciate about the Clark Lee era. You could have a couple of players, but he usually just finds a way to zero in on that, take away your strength. It's almost – now, Florida State's players, they rose to the occasion. We kind of thought that – we didn't think the quarterback necessarily would, or I didn't, and Pete didn't. Um, I thought Terry would, obviously. But they had a couple guys rise to the occasion. That's where the points came from. Um, It's just you don't don't see a guy beating – Notre Dame like you can see Jordan Todman of Connecticut beating Notre Dame back in 2009 or whatever it is just there used to be a guy that could just go build it you can beat Notre Dame yeah he couldn't stop him to say I mean he (laughs) wouldn't do anything nowadays it's just like guys like that would just beat Notre Dame when the defense was struggling and that's not a thing with Clark Lee no interesting note on Jeff Sims number four in the country completions when facing pressure you would not think that for a freshman quarterback. No, that's pretty good. And they do have – they're,
0: they're mm. 16th in the country in plays over 20 or 30. Um, so, you know, and, and a lot – and obviously a few of those are in the passing game, but also yeah. Sims running, uh, Gibbs running. Gibbs is, an, Gibbs is an excellent pass receiver, and they get – he's actually got more uh, as a running back, and he didn't play the first game. I'm not sure if that was COVID or, or protocol or what, but he's – so he's only played five games. He has four receiving touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. So he's a threat. But again, Tim, to your point, we could easily come out of this game and say, damn, Gibbs didn't do anything. And that, <laughs> yeah, and that would be, a, that's true. you know, that would be, I mean, he's capable. If you give him yes, some room, yes. he'll, he can break it because he, he absolutely has another gear once he gets rolling. But it, it has been typical of Clark Clark Lee to uh, find a way to squash those guys. And you're not thinking it's like, it's like Pittsburgh's receivers last week. I mean, you look at Jordan Addison all week and you're saying, damn, that's a, you know, that is a big threat.
1: Right. He was the, I uh, mean, there's your Jordan. Right. Thompson. T- yeah. your <laughs>
0: Max, Shockey, Shockey, Jacques, Louis. I mean, they had some guys that had proven numbers and then, you know, you're 15, 25 minutes into the game. It's like, where are these guys?
2: Yeah. I mean, look, Clark at Lee v. has Hawkins. removed them. Yeah. JV and Hawkins game right. by yeah. game statistics right. this year. It's like a hundred yards, hundred yards, hundred yards, Notre Dame, hundred yards, hundred yards. Like Notre Dame shuts those players down.
1: So it'll be interesting to see Sims uh, against, you know, next year probably be the time you start worrying about a guy like Sims. If you play Sims two years down the road and this guy that can, the guy that can go through a whole freshman year against the schedule and, I mean, fourth against pressure is something when you're a freshman, right? That's, you would would not think that would be the, the, the first thing that pops up as a strength, but that's
0: Fortunately, Notre Dame does
1: a lot more than just apply pressure. They're only middling in terms of applying pressure, but they're really good everywhere else.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a meaningful stat there. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Jordan Johnson's been a name that uh, has been bandied about a lot this week for a guy that didn't play in the first five weeks. Melly asked the question that needed to be asked on Tuesday, and then I followed up to ta- today just to see where Jordan Johnson is. Uh, not necessarily in the rotation. I used that phrase, and he right. said, uh, you know, kind of backed away with, with, about rotation. But he clearly has been working with the big boys this week. Ian Book noted it uh, the other night. It wasn't Pete. You suggested maybe he was trolling a little bit. It was, it was, <laughs> it was unsolicited on his part. Uh, O'Malley asked the question. I did ask you, about he,
1: three freshman receivers. Yes, I, you yeah, think he was.
0: would. I mean, he, I, But he only talked they, about one. You know, well, that's, that's true. Because there's yes, only sir. one but you need yeah, to know about. Yeah, there's only Pete one that was
1: gloriously catching touchdowns yeah. all practice on Tuesday. He was
0: the only one that was wearing his normal number. The other ones were prep team wearing <laughs> Georgia yeah. Tech
1: numbers.
2: I, w- I would uh, have loved to have followed up, like, so did he catch those passes from you? Yes. Or from Brendan <laughs> Clark? Were I think that would actually, have told you what you needed to know.
1: No, here, but Pete, I don't think you're, you were on with us Monday. That The point of that was people were wondering, like, well, what's up? And I was like, he's not. He's not on the varsity, and then I realized they just did numbers crunching and Monday Musings, like, he's got to be on the varsity now. They lost right. two varsity receivers. Yeah. So he's called up, um, and that's, what you, that's the chance you have is to get called up, to get in the rotation because he's probably not in the rotation right now. It's a five-player rotation with Joe Wilkins backing up a couple spots. Lawrence Keyes is back. Tight ends, take over, everything else. There's one guy on the Notre Dame team has hamstring issues, and I don't mean Braden Lindsey. And he starts over Jordan Johnson. So Jordan Johnson had to get called up because Ben Skoranek has gone out twice with hamstring issues. So you have to prepare <laughs> players right now. They are they're thin and they can't afford Ben Skoranek to get hurt right now. Yeah, and
2: like Joe Wilkins is not uh, you know this yeah. pinnacle of great health either. Um, you know he's struggling through some. I thought it was significant. Uh, you know, Book mentioned him was somewhat hilarious to me, but when he said he really took pride in knowing the plays this week, I thought that was significant.
0: Yes. Like that's I did, he, that's
2: yeah. something he was like, all right, that's a step in a good direction.
0: And again, I mean, he didn't, it's not, not like he, you know, said, Hey, I want to talk, tell you about Jordan Johnson. I mean, Tim O'Malley asked him right. directly, you know, if he could comment on the young receivers and, and and he was one that that stood out and that's, that's good news. I'm not going to get in. Uh, we have a question about Jordan Johnson's second segment. I'll get into it more there. I, I think that there's a belief that I don't want Jordan Johnson to excel. Well, naturally, which is which is <laughs> which would be the first time in 39 years of covering Notre Dame that I actually didn't want a player to have success. If that were, were to be true of me, um, punters,
1: punters, punters. Yeah, well, punters? A, yeah, yeah. I, you know,
0: punters are. I, I I haven't always had the best things to say about punters in in, in those 39 years. True, no doubt. But uh, thought uh, let's I we mentioned this in our uh, uh, instant analysis. But um, Pete, your thoughts on? I mean, I thought we thought Tim and I thought it was interesting that Brian Kelly would say that Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa really took his first big step up last year at Georgia, which is man, that's a that's a bright lights game time player. If that's where you choose to have a a coming out party, and it's uh, ever since then, of course, he's been ascending to star status and he continues to do that
2: yeah I mean it's true I I couldn't remember I couldn't tell you a play he made against Louisville or New Mexico Um,
1: no you're right he actually looked a little slow because he couldn't didn't know where to go exactly it seemed right yeah Yeah.
2: so I mean it's it's, I think it's interesting to look back at his career and think well the first two years he red shirts because he's not ready then he breaks his foot misses all of his sophomore year you know, the stuff that we had heard about him from the staff wasn't necessarily the description uh, the of like this instinctual football player. Uh, but then I'm look, we all saw it in August last year, right? There was that play where he picked off Fink uh, in like a red zone goal line drill for me. Yeah. You're like, what was that about? Um, and it's just sort of. As Georgia Kit man it's just been on ever since
1: and it kind of looked like his pick against i mean it was a little more impressive than what in practice but it looked like his pick pit against Pittsburgh That was the first thing i thought of was i was sitting next to you yeah. and you picked that thing off of Fink and we're like that's legit cuz Fink you know kills people in practice and those in those drills and it was it was a legit athletic <clears> play and a guy knowing where the ball was going and well he's taken off since chris fink called up to the 49er practice
0: chris squad fink maybe yeah practice squad with 49ers that's that's uh that's good news um We, um, let's see, there are no other injuries. Well, let's just, let's, uh, Tommy Trumbull, I do want to mention that, that, um, you know, Brian Kelly assured everybody that Tommy Trumbull was not out of the, uh, uh, out of, out of thought, out of mind when it comes to the passing game. He hasn't done a lot in that area. Um, I thought he was, you know, Kelly said he was banged up. I don't know if that actually happened when he slid in the end zone onto the cement in the back of the end zone. If that was, if that was something that had happened before, a lot of people said, well, then why was he playing? Well, did you see him block? That's why he was playing. If he can't, if he's got a knee issue or a leg issue and can't get downfield, but he can still block, he's, he's still tremendously valuable to Notre Dame.
2: Yeah. I'd, I think that his sort of contributions in the past game have been mysteriously low lately, but. It's not to the point where I, I think they're going away from him. Well, or, Mayor Mayor caught five passes,
0: so I mean, yes, how many? How many yeah. do you want the tight end to catch?
2: Ten to fifteen. Um, it might you know, be necessary like, at times. There, it might I be, mean, in are, two weeks, we, they're going to need ten. When we watch from the press box, you see moments where Tremble is running down the seam, yeah, and you're like, hit him. Um, often in those instances, Mayor is also running down the seam uncovered, so you can hit him too. But I don't know. It's I don't have much concern about tremble statistics right now.
0: Segment two coming up, burning up the boards.
1: Indiana Dunes Tourism, located between Chicago and South Bend in northwest Indiana, is a proud supporter of Irish Illustrated. Extend your Notre Dame visit with a trip to the nation's newest national park. Visit indianadunes.com.
0: Burning up the boards is segment two of Irish Illustrated Insider. We start with a question from Denver Maximus. Do you guys feel Notre Dame... We'll do all it can to not be nice guys this weekend, considering Clemson laid 73 points on Georgia Tech. Are we looking at another Louisville game? What do you need to see from Notre Dame this weekend as they head into Clemson week?
2: I mean, those are two opposite ends of the spectrum scoring 73 points and scoring 12. So somewhere between that would be great. Maybe high thirties, low forties. I don't, the, the final score is, doesn't really mean a lot to me. I would like to see, The downfield passing game continued to look like an emphasis as it did last week. But I would say in terms of Notre Dame's defense, I don't know there's anything that I'm going to take away from this weekend that is going to be applicable to Clemson. Um, I I think the downfield passing game is Notre Dame's biggest area for improvement. So I'd like to see that continue to click.
1: Good point about the defense. Someone asked that on our board. and I, I had to nitpick to find something like, you know, DJ Brown should have interceptions. He should have picked off that pass against Pitt when he gets credit for hitting a guy that wasn't going to catch the ball anyway. And he hit him softly and he should have, he's a bit former corner. He should have run across the field, picked that off and been going. If he could do something like that, maybe you think, well, he has, maybe he could focus and make a single play against Trevor Lawrence in the game where he could tip a pass or something as opposed <laughs> to hesitating. And then I, I'm still stuck on the Jack Kaiser uh, getting more time at buck, but you know what? I think they're settling in and going with more Simon <laughs> and Leofau and Kaiser after that. Um, I don't I, – I think it's now we're just hammering home a point that we like Jack Kaiser, and I don't think that's really a relevant thing for the Florida State game. I'd love to see him get more time, though.
0: Yeah, I, I do – I would be really, really surprised if this was a, a Louisville-type game. And interestingly enough, Louisville's defense, Brian Brown's defense, keeps getting better and better all the time. So, um, you know, I, I don't anticipate – I, I don't anticipate Georgia tech really being able to slow Notre Dame down. I agree with Pete. I mean, this is a, this is a defense giving up 18 touchdown passes. So this is a, an opportunity to continue the expansion of the the passing game um, point totals. Doesn't matter. I don't think, I don't think Notre Dame will hold back. I think they'll keep, you know, Brian Kelly's not a guy to let his backup quarterbacks throw a whole bunch. I talked about that on Monday I think that whole thing is a little bit overrated unless your backup quarterback can play as much as, you know, Clemson's does, where you can throw 45, 55, 60 passes over a season. That's not going to happen at Notre Dame. So I I don't, you know, we've seen Brian Kelly's teams let down before. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that his comments about, you know, what's important next. I think the whole point is to stay on on point against Georgia Tech yeah. and keep, you know, stick, stick with what you're doing and keep applying the pressure to them so that you go into the Clemson game with momentum.
2: I would say Clemson had a point to prove against Georgia Tech that I don't think Notre Dame gets this petty. Um, Trevor Lawrence finished with 404 yards passing in that game, and that was not by an accident. And O'Malley could tell you
1: why that would be significant. <laughs> yes, the, the interception against Trevor Lawrence is that the uh, no the the, area,
2: the Atlanta oh, area. Oh, the Atlanta
1: area code. Yeah, that's good. I thought I thought you were just saying he was tweaked by the interception. He decided he had thrown an interception, in Lord knows how long, and he decided I'm ready for this one. Yeah, four hundred four was uh, that was a fun little thing. But we were joking in the press box that day. I think we talked about it on a podcast already. Don't intercept Trevor Lawrence; it just makes him more mad, and then they yeah. uh, start piling on. So. Next question right. Jim underscore Booney SRS. Wow. for Tim Priester, <laughs> can you please assign worth to Ian Book's comments on Jordan Johnson?
0: well I, I mean i I think it's valuable when the when the, the starting quarterback says good things about a young receiver O'Malley asked the question, but he didn't have to be specific talking about Jordan Johnson i I, I think that's important and that, you know i I wrote said somewhere that the next thing was to hear Brian Kelly validate the progress that, that Jordan Johnson is making. And he, to a large extent, he did that. What I don't, you know, what I don't believe in is the the court of public opinion, making statements about a player that they haven't seen practice. I, I, you know, I understand the star rating and what he's capable of doing. And I fully under fully expect Jordan Johnson to be a quality receiver, but if he's having academic problems and he's having playbook problems and he gets in the game and he commits a personal foul, you know, I mean, it, to me, this is like do okay, Tim, you and I both, and maybe Pete you too, we we all thought that well Jack Kaiser's going to take control of the situation, but Shane Simon continues to start. Well, you have to give credence to that. It's Clark Lee's defense. He's making that decision. I don't know how a guy can start four games and have five tackles from the buck linebacker position. But I, I look, I'm always going to I'm always going to fall on the side of the coaching staff knows better than the media and the public, regardless how much we want Jordan Johnson to play. So that's where I'm coming from on this. I, 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 Jordan Johnson's emerging fantastic, but you need to hear his teammates say it and the coaching staff, say it, and it's gone in that direction this week.
2: One thing, uh, Ryan Harris brought this point up to me when I was chatting with him, uh, about Jordan Johnson. because He was like, what's up with this guy? And I was like, yeah, I heard the, you know, the playbooks hard to grasp academics was, you know, that was going to be a challenge from the get-go Notre Dame knew it. And he was like, man, I don't know how these kids do it with everything going on with COVID and online classes and you're keeping your distance. Like Notre Dame was hard enough in normal circumstances for, I think these yeah. incoming freshmen. And his point was just like, it gets a lot harder when you're dealing with everything you're dealing with now in the world we're living in. So that, you know, maybe a a little little more grace for Jordan Johnson and the coaching staff might be in order once you sort of think about it in some more
1: real-world terms. Next from Joseph Ramaz with Clemson on the horizon and needing as much speed as we can get out of the receiving court, you anticipate Avery Davis becoming more involved in the offense with an increased role against Tech. He certainly looks the part.
0: This is something that Tim and I discussed on Monday. I speculated that maybe he he would maybe he could get some, some reps at X. Although Lawrence Keys has actually been the one that has previously gotten reps there. Maybe Davis has too. I I, I don't know. Um, you know, I <laughs> he had a good game. I, 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 he looks the part, but 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 this is a because that's what he did last Saturday. Prior to that, nobody yeah. thought he was any good. And I just don't – I think it's difficult to evaluate a player just based upon what we last saw of him. I think Davis has been trending upward. Um, yeah, I think, I, you know, he he strikes me as somebody that's a lot stronger than uh, Lawrence Keyes just based upon a couple things, including that touchdown grab that he had against Duke where he fought the DB for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would like to see it. I don't know that he can play another position. I don't know. How much is in the playbook for a, 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 a Z, a slot receiver that's not a tight end, but it, they, they certainly could use it. They certainly could benefit from more production from Avery Davis.
2: He's really—I mean—he's one of my surprise players of the season. Um, I don't know, Preacher, you like you were higher on him than I was when the season started, but like I've been super impressed with him through five games. I, I give that all that kid all the credit in the world. Like you bounce around for that long in your career. Yeah rarely do you click uh and i think that he's he's a guy that helps them every time he's out in the field
1: and i want to add this about keys because you mentioned it tim who's a person like a player i like when i've talked to him you know that the last time we talked to him last year he was kind of yeah and a really nice kid he needs to be involved in this game <clears throat> if he wants to get a snap against clemson because he's Good been point. out for too long he absolutely must be in this game for 25 snaps that's a brain lindsey type effort fine it doesn't have to be the slot like tim said x get him 25 maybe is too many. Get him 10 slaps up, 10 snaps at X, five at slot, mop up time, all of this, you know, whatever you can do. I don't I wouldn't want him back there returning a punt against Clemson if he's not returning punts against Georgia no. Tech. He absolutely he is just removed from everything. His confidence has to be low. I mean, he's still He was the guy that made plays at Georgia, a couple plays against Georgia last year. And then that was those were his best contributions, though. It's just a weird career arc right now. And that he needs some positive, something positive to happen. And you can't force positive against Clemson. You got to put him in position to make a positive against Georgia Tech.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see him get the snaps you say, and then you know, break a tackle or make a yeah. play. Yeah,
1: make a play when he get the snaps.
0: Do, do something for 28 yards. I mean, so, you know, whatever, something that that shows that you're ready to make an impact. But he's coming off of concussion, concussion, and so that's.
1: Oh you know. well, yeah. Oh, there's definitely reasons. It's just I yeah. don't. I think you almost erase him from Clemson if he can't make an impact against yeah, Georgia Tech. I hear what you're saying.
0: K. Beasley asked, with the Austin Lensy news will Notre Dame deploy more 12 personnel, 13, 22 personnel or is BK looking ahead to build up the passing game.
2: Uh I mean last week it was the same as pretty much every other game. They're they're in 12 personnel as their base defense or base offense. Um, you know, for run plays it was 3-12 <laughs> personnels for every one 11 personnels. So that's I mean, I think that's just who Notre Dame's identity is. Like yep. in terms of book passing last week, this is a curious, like they were, they clearly tipped their hand with their personnel. So they had thirty, thirty-one 31 runs in 12 personnel and 12 runs in 11 personnel. Passing wise book through it 21 times in 11 personnel, but only seven times in 12 personnel. Some of that is probably not going to be two tight ends on third and 15, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that they're going to move more towards three tight end sets because I think that that's where you're – in the same way your second tight end is better than your slot receiver, I don't think your third tight end is better than your second receiver. That's, I
1: agree. And not better than your second running back if you do want to go occasionally to that 22 thing where you – Yeah, it's which seems one becomes like really,
2: sl- really like clunky, right? When they Yeah, get,
1: yeah. It's not it, – it's exciting. It, I like the idea of the two back sets, but it's not working. Um. You know, it's funny, you mentioned uh, Takis has been in on, uh, not Takis, you mentioned six touchdowns out of eight tries and four right. tight ends. Uh, so I was figuring it out. George Takis scores a, is on the field for a touchdown in 17% of his snaps <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he is out there scoring touchdowns with the team blocking. So, yeah, when you say three tight ends is not better than uh, having another wide receiver out there, you mean in regular situations. And I totally yes. agree with you. It just limits you too much. I love it when they're down inside the, inside the three and the five because they rock right is doing well in that role now. Um, but I don't think Brock right out at the, you know, at the 50 yard line threatens more than Avery Davis. Yeah, or, or I, I don't know
0: receivers. if this is nonsensical since you just lost two receivers. Um, but I mean, this could be a game where they, you know, if you want to use more 11 personnel, maybe you can do it. Just to try to expand that area of your,
1: with Avery your Davis, office. the starter, yeah, like the starting. Right. Right. Guys. Right, yeah, right.
0: Yeah. You know, the, you, Georgia Tech has given up so much yardage and so many points through the air that this might be a game where at least situationally, you can, you maybe use a little bit more 11 personnel. Than you have. wouldn't
1: really likes starters though. That's the problem. We can't go. Yeah. Yeah. Brooks beer one, Isaiah Pryor looked like he was all over the place at linebacker against Pittsburgh. I know it was garbage time, but I think he could get some playing time thoughts.
0: Did, uh, was he blocked at all on any of those plays? No, it was good to
1: see Isaiah Pryor find a role. That is going to be his role in the future. And uh, he gets some playing time against Georgia Tech in the uh, fourth quarter after Jeremiah Usu-Koromo sits down for his customary Gatorade as player of the game after three three quarters. You don't take him out for a single snap if you don't have to. Yeah, I don't. uh, I mean, you
0: know what I'm saying. Uh, Yeah. we have a tendency in our observation of football that when a guy makes a play, it's like, wow, he's really coming on. Well, if nobody's blocking you, Isaiah I'm going to make that, I'm going to make that <laughs> ta- tackle.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was what Foskey was earlier in the year. Right. Or right. Like, or, or yeah. Botello with some of those hits on special teams. Like he's just. Like, now. Honor, he just blew him up like that. Yeah. Right? That doesn't mean you should be playing. Now a- that's
0: that's not to say that Isaiah Pryor doesn't have a future at Rover. Yeah, he very but, well yeah, did. But starting
2: he's, Rover in twenty twenty one, right? Right. Yeah. I and mean, like he's this. got he's
0: got the size. He's got the dimensions for it. I think he's got. You know what you don't know is just the, is the instincts and and picking it all up. But I don't know that we can use the Pittsburgh game. You know, as a, as a barometer as to how wow, look at him. He's going to be a superstar. I yeah. he just he wasn't blocked.
1: I enjoyed talking to Pryor yesterday. Seems like a really good Absolutely. teammate to transfer in and make that move. Um, he does get a lot of playing time. I wanted to verify this. He's, he and Bauer lead the team in special team snaps by, like, one snap. That's, you know, that there's nothing there. And uh, he's on all four of those teams. So I just think he's a welcome addition. And I would have guessed if you told me a former four-star from Ohio State is coming in, he's going to get beat out at safety, which is not a great position. I would not have thought he would have positive contributions to Notre Dame, and, and he is. So that's kind of credit to him.
2: I mean, it's worth keeping in mind he was behind Paul Mowala and somewhat behind Jack Kaiser yeah. uh, in the Louisville game when Usu Kormoa came out for two snaps. It was Kaiser who came in, not prior.
0: Yeah. Wash indeed, do you expect Notre Dame to continue ascending against Georgia Tech, or will they be caught looking ahead to Clemson and play flat but still win?
1: But uh, Looking ahead and playing well and still win
0: you got to be yeah, looking I'm
1: ahead. I'm There's nobody that. not looking ahead. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, just focus when you're out there. They're much better. It's not a scrappy Navy team you have to focus on the entire time that can cause problems yeah, for you. You
0: know, and if I'm Jeff Collins this week, I I mean, you're saying, look, Notre Dame is yeah. Notre Dame's looking past you guys. They're already talking about Clemson. Even yeah. their head coach is doing it after the Pittsburgh game. I mean, that's just, that's just normal motivation. I don't, you know, I don't know that Brian Kelly. I, you know, I think Brian Kelly is trying to inspire them to be ready to play every week, and that's yes, how you lead yes. into Clemson. But you know, if you're the opposing head coach, <laughs> go ahead and misconstrue what, oh yeah, what he did and what oh, was sure. said, and use that as motivation. I, 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 I would be shocked if if he and the coaching staff at Georgia Tech did not use that as motivation.
2: I mean, look, they they clearly were looking ahead to Clemson last week against Pittsburgh. And it looked pretty good, so there's no reason that that wouldn't look good again this week.
1: I would be I would be shocked if they were flat and play play a poor game. I would just be stunned. I mean, unless unless you consider flat, you drive right down the field, the ball bounces off someone's hand, it's intercepted. I mean, that's that's not you know. I, I just don't. And I, now I guarantee the three and out. Obviously, just now, of course, yeah. and I missed pass by book, but it's uh. Priestley it would just be ask weird. The I, flat I, question I, after the game. Yeah, yeah. We you, just, <laughs> on yeah. Zoom. you yeah. just do it on
0: I'll Zoom. Be sure, I'll be sure and do that. I'm sure that will be received. That will be received quite well. You know, I, I don't Georgia Tech, I don't think you know, Nordim could go into the red zone. I guess it was it we're just two games removed from a bad red zone performance. I get I guess you could you yes. could slip back into that somehow, but I just don't think that Georgia Tech defensively, and I know I felt that way about Louisville as well, but Louisville has shown signs of really starting to come around defensively, whereas that's that's not the case for Georgia Tech at this point.
1: No, they're, it's, they're just not. That's what I, I mentioned Navy because they just don't have that. I don't mean this year's Navy. I mean, like the good Navy teams. You know, you have to be on it no matter what. doesn't matter where Clemson's located. You, you have to be focused on that game. They're going to be focused on the game. They're just going to be focused on being – As good as they can be, and that should be enough to absolutely hammer Georgia Tech. And that's, I think, Brian Kelly's point.
0: Be as Texan. How much does Nordine miss Michael Young, and how much does he regret transferring?
2: I think that he would be playing a ton, right? I mean, he would be your. Would he be starting at the X with Garonik at the
1: W? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I think that would be the lineup.
2: Um, But I don't know if he regrets transferring. No, I, mean, I don't see why I would. Cincinnati is not terrible. I realize
1: it's not Notre Dame, but like, and I believe he plays there, right? Like, he is the sec. other than offensive alignment. he is second on the offense in stats behind the court, I mean, in stats and snaps behind the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think that's so what He's what he the leading for. skill
1: position participator, whatever he's doing. That's, you know.
0: Yeah, I want. I meant to chime in because there was a thread the other day about Luke Fickle, and he should be the next head coach at Notre Dame. Are you ready for Mike Denbrock, part three? <laughs> because he is the play caller for Cincinnati. Top ten Cincinnati. Are they still in the top ten, or did they? Yeah, they didn't lose, right? Did they, oh, did I you know? But yeah. you're bringing the Pac- Pac-12 and the Big Ten. But uh, yeah, I mean Michael Young would be playing a lot. I don't know that Michael Young was ever a. A significant difference maker in the Notre Dame lineup, or would have been, but at least it would have been an experienced guy that's, you know, played in some some big situations. But yeah, he's
1: ten catches, hundred one yards, and a touchdown. We saw the touchdown, so he plays a lot, but he doesn't make a lot of plays. Right, we're probably not, we're
0: yeah. probably not even talking if he stays and and doesn't have the con. Well, he had concussion, or no, he had a broken. Did he have a broken collarbone?
1: Right, Calibron, yeah.
0: I mean, we don't. We're not even talking about Javon McKinley. Perhaps if if uh, right. Michael Young, but I just is, think
1: he'd be one of the guys on Notre Dame that has twelve catches for 128 yards and one touchdown that everybody would be lamenting for not being good enough. Probably agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would help probably a little bit. Is it ajdnd 3 Anyway, Notre Dame pays Clark Lee head coach level money to stay, i.e. Brent Venables, or his aspirations to become a head coach?
0: Well, his aspirations are definitely to become a head coach. Uh, would Notre Dame pay Clark Lee head coach level money? I would probably get killed for saying this, but I would hope not.
2: I guess it depends on what head coach of what. Yeah. You know, head coach of
0: I mean that you're you're you not power creating. five. You
2: can't play. I mean, Brent Venables doesn't make power five head coach money. Uh, he he makes more than a MAC head coach. Uh, he makes more than probably a American Athletic Conference coach, other than Fickle. <clears throat> but you know, if Clark. Yeah, if I don't Clarkley know. Clark has I a power five job, like. Your finances don't add up for you if you're Notre Dame.
0: I don't know that those MAC coaches; those MAC coaches don't make seven figures. So Venables right. is making a lot, quite a bit more than a MAC head coach. Yeah, I t- uh, I'm just saying, like group of five jobs. Other than Fickle,
2: I'm not sure who's making a bunch of money that would Notre Dame couldn't top pretty easily.
0: I, I he
1: stays for a while.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, but look, you don't. You don't just start throwing money around like that. You're going to be chasing money for the rest of the existence of your program. And you know, do do you give Clark Lee a significant bump to remain in Notre Dame? Yeah, absolutely. But you don't go you don't go overboard because he's going he's going to go to another place and become head coach. I don't think that he'll go to a MAC, or I think he'll I think he'll wait for a Power Five conference job. He was in line for one last year, and I feel confident that if he had some success at Missouri or wherever, um, you know, I would have said, I mean, Boston College, I think would have been a Pittsburgh, you know, but I I think he would, when Notre Dame comes calling, I think he'll come back and be the head coach at Notre Dame. If the timing and everything works out.
1: That would be nice. (laughs) I'd love to, I'd love to, that would be, he's a guy I'd really like to see get a chance at that. But I really, it's really hard not to have a head coaching job before you come to Notre Dame. He's got to. I yeah, know I'm going we, against what everybody's saying, but
2: yeah. I guess I would just like, he's not going to make a Mike Sanford
0: move. No, 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 no yeah. way. He doesn't have to. Right. He just, he just, I don't think he'd make a Bob Diaco move either or a Chuck Martin move. Like, I think no. he's above and beyond no. all of those guys in terms of. I agree. Of yeah. I agree. Wreckers 33 hot. Everyone on the roster has, technically, everyone on the roster has another year of eligibility. What is your latest thinking on? The following players, and, and we'll rate them: A, who will definitely leave; B, who's on the fence; and C, he, who will definitely come back. Liam Eikenberg. Hey, uh, gone. Definitely leaving. Yeah. Robert Hanzy.
1: In between B and C. I'm
0: not <laughs> sure on that one.
1: What
2: B
0: B plus? <laughs> B plus?
2: What?
1: Is it B minus or B plus? Because
2: <laughs> you gotta I, go to the C. Uh, let's so
0: just, we'll just say on the fence. Aaron Banks. Yeah.
1: I think, departing. I feel like he might go for that left tackle idea.
0: Yeah, I can't say definitely leaving. On the fence against leaning towards leaving. Yeah, Uh, Tommy Kramer, who really, really played well last week. Really played well.
2: I don't think you're going to have some sixth-year seniors on next year's roster that... Yeah, I, I would say departing.
1: Some, yeah, banks, point, now it's banks like... would be a fifth year, so we're not. We're not. You're not including banks. Right. Haynesy, they'd be right. five years in the program. Yeah, Kramer would be sixth. I feel like Kramer logically could come back and become and be a great guard, uh, but I think he'll leave for what Pete said. I don't think you're gonna have a lot of sixth year guys.
0: I think he'll leave. Yeah. Heinisch, Kurt Heinish.
1: like Haynesy, right? Same level of
0: yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, uh, MTA
2: back.
1: back. And he's a fifth-year guy, not a sixth-year guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of all the time we spent on him two years
1: ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just for crying out loud, we need him to come back yeah. so yeah. we can't waste 2018.
0: Dalen Hayes, we're probably all in accordance there. Departing. Departing. Departing, yeah. For sure. Adeogundayji. I departing?
1: Would, I would vote for departing, but not – I wouldn't slam it home, but I would say departing.
0: Right. He is a fifth-year senior, so next yeah. would be sixth. Ian Book. Go departing. Departing. Sean Crawford. Got gone, apart, right? Because I
1: mean, stay healthy, and this is your one chance to get in well, camp what, healthy and yeah. go, show he, up.
0: This is it. Yeah, if he gets yeah. through the season and continues to play, yeah, why would he – he wouldn't come oh, out for seven yeah. years. Uh, Nick McCloud. Tell me I Notre think,
1: Dame's record, and does he make it through the year? Because if he has a really good year and Notre Dame goes to the playoffs and he's featured and he's got a shoulder injury to worry about, I would go and get my I chance, right?
2: Probably going, yeah.
1: Yeah, if he got hurt again and – you got to rehab and miss February and um, NFL combines. You might want to consider coming back. Yeah.
0: I think if he stays too. healthy, he's going to have good enough tape to to want to you know, make this. Stay stuff. healthy.
1: Go right. not healthy. Come back.
0: Here's, here's what Jonathan Dor back returning. Coming back, coming back. And Tommy Trumbull, who we've hmm. speculated about, and he doesn't have the staffs now to
1: feel like he's, Needs another year of college football to be a higher draft pick.
0: Somebody pointed out that it's a, a, a pretty good year for tight ends I, I, for the draft. I, I mean, I don't, you know, there's still half a year to go. There's more than half a year yeah. to go, but I, I would think that, uh, you know, he needs, although, you know, mayor's going to be there next year too. and he's gonna yeah, Well, to
1: both, they'll be a 12 package team next year too. But the thing is with, with tremble, we in August, and then the way he started, it might've been like, he's gone. But, like, you just need a little more seasoning and time in the passing game. of he, I, don't, I agree.
2: Yeah.
1: You go play great special teams right include,
2: away. Uh, Brock Wright in this conversation as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh,
0: Heinish and Hainsey, he's really close with those guys. Like, maybe he comes back and yeah. he, I don't know. That would be great. That would be great. CMU Penns fan, if Notre Dame had to play ACC football each year as a member of the conference, how boring would their schedule be? <laughs> did so until now.
1: That's, so it's been rough, man. It has been rough. <sighs> yeah.
0: No thanks. Well, how about, I mean, you know, how many times, O'Malley, did I sit at a basketball game last year and say, this conference stinks? It was a bad year. <laughs> it was yeah. a bad year last year. It was year. a that bad year, year for ACC Last, year, basketball was last year. year It'll be it better was this best. year. Yeah. Dame will be, I think, quite a bit better this year from the start uh, if they start. Um, yeah, not very, not very good, man. Not very good. And you would always be going to the same section of the country. I mean, imagine not playing USC and Stanford and...
1: Michigan. I sure. Yeah, um, I mean...
0: <laughs> Iowa State,
2: Alabama. Yeah, you know, the, the schedule Georgia. they have coming up. They have
0: everybody. Yeah.
2: yeah, that that, that
0: that probably wouldn't be a whole lot of fun. But, but your, your postseason opportunities might be quite a bit better. I like,
2: I like the extra stakes of the ACC championship game. That's that's I think made this season more fun to cover, and God knows this season needed some things that make it more fun. so but I, that doesn't mean that I want it all the time.
1: No, Notre Dame's in contention, so it makes it more fun. If Notre Dame had two losses going into the uh, late November, that would not be a, yeah. a, a carrot that mattered to us that much. Way to go, K man, is there a concern that Notre Dame is playing Georgia Tech and they don't have a 45 on the roster?
0: No <laughs> No, Rudy.
1: <laughs> Georgia Tech is one of the best offensive teams in the country. Sorry, I was just quoting somebody else
0: from the movie. No longer true.
1: But. No it's Was that not, true no. by the way? Were they one of the best offensive teams in the country in
0: 1975? I don't think I would uh, Let's I would check
1: uh, that.
0: I was you know, I was just fifteen then, Tim, so I did not <laughs> you don't break have, you down. Don't
1: have your ACC notes for them <laughs> I did
0: not break down the yellow jackets back in seventy five um i was not at that game that was a game that i was not uh, in attendance as, as a young person but no no number 45 no rudy on the roster i think notre dame will find a way to survive that
1: without I, without as many sacks that's all
0: right <laughs> so uh yeah one that was at home so there won't be this won't be there won't be a walk on Making a sack at the end of the Georgia Tech game at Georgia Tech. They like, if Mick was be... still on
2: the roster, would he have changed his number to 45 for this game, being from Atlanta?
1: Who's that? I'm sorry, Mr. If it. Mick Asaf was yes. still on the team, would he have changed his
2: number to 45? I feel like he would have done that.
1: He would have had the foresight to do so. Yeah. There might not be a walk on sack, but there might be a walk on punt return touchdown, Tim. I'll let everybody ruminate that, that, could that
0: happen. for a little that while. That could happen. Uh, last Benedict. question.
1: Are you going to read that
0: one? Yeah. Well, no, before before I, no, I'll let you read it. But I, we had a question last week that was Halloween that I said I was saving for this week, remember? And Yeah. Got lost in, got lost in translation. My apologies for that. But go ahead, Tim. Terry
1: Benedict with O'Malley, traveling to Atlanta this weekend. What is Priester dressing up as when he takes O'Malley's kids trick-or-treating? <laughs> if not, what candy is he leaving out?
0: I remember I was talking about how I love October because... I love I I love horror movies and I love to be scared. So if I were to take your kids,
1: yeah, t- Pete missed that. By the way, Pete missed that conversation. Yeah, yes. I, <laughs> what you don't?
0: Why would? Why is that hard to? It's just so. No, it's like I
1: love October. The
2: leave, fall. Horror movies. I love being
0: frightened. <laughs> well, because because I've got a TV right here in my office. AMC and Sci Fi Channel has horror movies on all day and night during October. So that's why I'm saying. So my point to to O'Malley is <laughs>
1: a new in the film well, room I, And, and, sa- it's and <laughs> Samson,
0: too, were I de- were i to de- take your kids out trick or treating. Yeah, no I thanks. I would probably have a. I would have, I would have a, a costume with you know like a, like a cleaver in my head or something along those lines. You might not your ch- you might not want your children to. How does Charlie handle uh, scary movies?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably that not that well. But they're ninjas already <laughs> built in masks. So ninjas, pretty good call by Declan. Harry huh? Potter in our house. Yeah. We got to Harry favorite, Potter at school today.
0: Favorite candy, uh, Halloween candy? I mean, I'm all about the chocolate.
1: Yeah, growing up was Butterfingers.
2: Yeah, Man. that's the winner, Butterfingers and Twix. Basically, you get like, do you have a hundred grand? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a
1: Declan favorite. That's yeah, a, that's that's a good, good one. Underrated.
0: Anything, with, Anything with sugar? I got a thumbs up on that one. All right, gentlemen, predictions.
2: Uh, I think that this game will look not quite as aesthetically pleasing as last week, but not that far off. So Notre Dame, 37, Georgia Tech, 13. No, 37, nine. Cause I, single digits.
1: Good job. That's the, uh, can't give two touchdowns or three scores to, to anybody with Clark. Lee. No. So I will, uh, yeah, I, I figure the red zone is the question. Can they convert in the red zone like they did against Pittsburgh? Um, that would be one thing to look for in this game. If they are really good in the red zone again, that bodes well, I think, going to Clemson. Not that Clemson can't stop them, but, you know, if you if you found something in the red zone. So I am in the 41 to 10 range. I am giving Tech more points than Pitt because I assume they will not have Jeff Sims run over to the sideline to get the play every time, which means maybe they could work some stuff <laughs> in their offense that Pitt could not.
0: So when you say ten, you mean a, a a touchdown, a missed extra point, and two safeties? Because yeah, something
1: weird's happening. This team
0: is this team is one for five on field goals. Mm. One for five with three missed extra points. So I don't. Hey, know. They're do. not they are kickers do to hit an extra point, if they, this point. If, they, if they. do score two touchdowns, they'll have twelve points.
1: <laughs> nice. Wow. because <laughs> no, they go for two on one of them got gotcha. you. All
0: right. No, they're Very gonna. Good. No, they're gonna miss the points. <laughs> blocks. If uh, if Jeron Jones was here, he would block both. Extra
1: there, there, you go. That's true.
0: <laughs> All right, O'Malley will be in Atlanta. We will uh, the next time you hear from us, it will be uh, pregame Georgia Tech. Notre Dame taking on Georgia Tech in Atlanta this week. Thanks for joining. You're